Well, today we're going to talk about open BIM workflows, especially when we compare them to closed BIM workflows. You know, as you say, I'm from BIM Collab. Um, BIM Collab offers issue management and uh, model validation software, but BIM Collab is a brand owned by Kubus. And Kubus is a software company, has since then been promoting Open BIM. And Open BIM is, you know, in the core of our principles. So as we grow and improve our product, Open BIM is always a topic that we're focused on. So we thought that would be a good topic to, yeah, talk about today as well. Hey, friends, welcome back to BIM Voice. Today, I have the pleasure to talk to Boyana Dukanovic Foss from BIM Collab. Hi, Boyana. How are you doing? Hi, Petru. I'm doing great. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here today and I'm excited for our conversation. I'm very happy to have you here. Thank you for accepting my invitation. Now, before you present yourself, tell me briefly, what are we going to talk about today? Well, today we're going to talk about open BIM workflows, especially when we compare them to closed BIM workflows. You know, as you say, I'm from BIM Collab. Um, BIM Collab offers issue management and uh, model validation software, but BIM Collab is a brand owned by Kubus. And Kubus is a software company, has since then been promoting Open BIM. And Open BIM is, you know, in the core of our principles. So as we grow and improve our product, Open BIM is always a topic that we're focused on. So we thought that would be a good topic to, yeah, talk about today as well. Well, it's the main topic of this podcast. So <laughs> I can't wait for this. Now, tell us a few words about yourself and then uh, let's go and talk about Open BIM. So I am Boyana. I am a BIM consultant in our customer success team here at BIM Collab. I come from an architectural background, so I have been a licensed architect in the United States for 10 years, mainly working on commercial projects. Uh, but I have been with BIM Collab for two and a half years now. So like I said, now in the Netherlands, which where I'm calling you from. And as a BIM consultant, I uh, work with our clients that, you know, they come from all sorts of industries from all over the world. And I talked to them about, you know, reviewing their workflows uh, and seeing how BIM Collab can help them best in optimizing their coordination and achieving their uh, goals for their projects. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. And you said something very interesting here, which um, I cannot just go over it and let you just present. So I would like to know, after working for so long in, in the U.S. and now being in Netherlands, how do you feel that is being embraced in the U.S. compared to Europe? I think that, you know, as some think that BIM is just the software in a way. So I think that in the U.S., BIM is still the software, while in Europe, BIM is a process. So you would say that in Europe, it's a bit more mature, uh, the market and uh, yeah, every, the stakeholders? Of course, we are generalizing things, right? As we know, even in Europe, right? Of course, different different projects and so on. But yes, in a general statement for me, yeah, I would say that Europe is more advanced, like I said, especially in the terms of applying BIM processes rather than just BIM tools, if that makes sense. Awesome. Thank you very much. Now, please go ahead and uh, let's see. Yeah, let me start sharing my screen with you. 
Okay, so probably most of our listeners uh, today are from the architectural construction and engineering industry. And uh, I think it's becoming, it's been clear to most of us for a long time now that the projects are becoming more and more complex. And uh, clients are not only looking for complex structures, but they're also looking for project teams that are utilizing the latest technologies, that those technologies can help them deliver projects with increased efficiency and minimize costs. But besides being increasingly complex, projects today are also getting increasingly fragmented. And that's because, you know, as most of us recognize from the field, from working on the project, to achieve these complex projects, multiple teams need to get together, connect and collaborate on these projects, right? And when we talk about these different disciplines on a project, it also means that they are all using probably different tools, different software, different file types, and so on. So there's always a challenge um, that teams face, which is, you know, how do we coordinate across these different BIM, let's say, preferences towards a common goal of delivering a project, right? While ensuring smooth coordination across the phases. So when we are talking about using uh, different workflows with BIM, let's see how this workflow looks in a closed BIM workflow, right? So closed BIM workflow, in this workflow, each discipline creates their own native model in uh, their own software. So in an ideal closed BIM workflow, this software is the same software. So let's say, for example, Revit or Archicad. So then the closed BIM environment really requires from the project stakeholders that they are using the same platform uh, through the entire project, right? So this is a crucial step. They have to keep being in this like kind of, yeah, same language speaking platform. So because the models are created in the same software, then what that means is that they can easily exchange the models and, you know, it's fairly straightforward. Same provider ensures that interoperability. Um, and because they have no compatibility issues, we are then easily able to combine models together into a federated model, right? And probably most know that a federated model is um, one combined model that's compiled from different several BIM models from different disciplines into one single complete model of the building or structure. So once when we have that, now let's take a look at how the process, you know, looks when we go through the whole process. So like we said, we have different disciplines creating their models in the same tools. These models then are again combined into a federated model. And usually when this federated model is created, then this model is checked. And we can do these checks in various types of checks. We can do visual model inspection, flash detection, data checking, you know, design checks, code requirements, so on, so on. So once when we check the model, we will inevitably find certain problems that we will need to report and those models, those problems need to be revised, right? Now, if we imagine that in this closed workflow, let's say that we are still manually coordinating, there is always this question of, what do we do when we find the problems, right? How do we efficiently report them back to the modelers and the ones who need to fix it? Like I said, in this manual workflow, this usually is through creating screenshots, through creating Excel reports, spreadsheets, maybe even BCF reports offline. But there's, yeah, so there's always this, this process 
that is kind of living, this coordination process is living separately from the model life, right? Because the moment that we share it, the model keeps evolving. So, you know, our findings are outdated because again, they're living their own life in a way. But this is how it is when we don't use the BCF workflows. So we report them back to the modelers, the modelers resolve their problems, they approve, we can approve them, close them, so on. And, you know, this process usually repeats. But this manual process of checking or of reporting issues heavily depends on us manually updating the, the latest, you know, the latest revisions in the spreadsheet. And, you know, you have to follow up each issue and so on. So it becomes very time consuming and it also carries risks of crucial information being missed, maybe double work, rework happening, and, you know, things falling through the cracks and so on. When it comes to the closed BIM workflow, everything, the process is working well as long as we are using the same tools and the tools are from the same provider. So, for example, Autodesk uh, or Graphisoft. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. Maybe let, let me just put this out, like, I did not find yet a good way to take files from Inventor to AutoCAD or Revit. It's a real struggle to, to do that. And it's the same software vendor. I will leave it at that. If you have any suggestions, everyone watching this, please leave me a comment and uh, yeah, I would appreciate it. Is Inventor not good with IFC? No, no, no. It's for mechanical stuff, other kind of products and yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not that familiar with Inventor, unfortunately, as an architect. But these problems of communicating, yeah, it's almost like, this, I like this metaphor, like we are using, we're in the same field, of course, but it's like we speak in different languages, right? The inventor to, to AutoCAD and so on, so on. So, yeah, exactly. If we are using the same tools, then we still might, have, oh, sorry, this, yeah, same tools, same file format, we still might be having problems communicating. And um, so generally, you should be, having no problems if you're staying under the same provider as that provider should ensure easy connectivity, right? But, you know, Revit to Revit, Archicad to Archicad, and so on, that's working. But as we know from the field, more often than not, teams are not working in the same software, right? They're actually working in different BIM tools. Uh, so for example, here on the right, maybe let's say the architect is working in Archicad while uh, maybe the structural engineer is working in Revit and so on. So, you know, sometimes the teams are using the same tools even, but maybe not the same version of the tool. So then we are experiencing issues with version compatibility and stuff like that, right? So that's also a problem sometimes to consider. And uh, there are of course like many reasons, right? Right? Why, why we in the industry use different tools, like, you know, certain to tools are preferred within um, disciplines uh, or certain teams have been using some software for a long time maybe switching to this one software, you know, one provider umbrella is a hefty investment, both in learning curve um, and money. So this is where the big challenge of closed BIM is, right? That everybody must work in the same tools. And as most BIM solutions are isolated applications, again, we experience these large interoperability issues, you know, as data can only be exchanged to a limited extent or not at all. So from what we see, we clearly need a different approach uh, that allows for flexibility when it comes with working with different BIM tools. You know, an approach that op that allows for open connection and easier exchange of information that uses 
open file formats that are not dependent on the authoring tools used, um, you know, that translates these workflows into one singular language. So this is where the importance of open BIM workflow comes in. So let's talk about what is open BIM, right? As we see here on the screen in a quick definition by building smart open bim is the concepts of open bim are really based on interoperability open and neutral standards open uh, data exchanges collaboration workflows and so on but so these terms are key to what i see as a digital transformation that is happening in some places around the globe slower or faster but it's definitely needed to keep up with the demands in our construction industry, right? Also, OpenBIM is based on vendor neutral formats, such as IFC, BCF, COBE, and so on. Specifically, I would say IFC and BCF uh, are formats that are very, you know, that sound very familiar to our industry. IFC as a widely adopted format for exchanging models and also BCF as a format to use to communicate the model-based issues within the models, right, across the teams. And as we are talking about file formats, um, we can briefly mention a new standard that's currently in development, also by Building Smart, called IDS. Have you heard of IDS? I've been uh, participating yesterday to the webinar by Menomix or, uh, or Mekes. Yes, Menomekas, yes. Yeah, I, I am already digging quite deep in the, into IDS, and I will have a lot of content in the future about IDS, yes, in the near future. Great, great, yeah, right? Well, maybe for our users who are maybe not familiar, just a brief introduction to IDS. So IDS, or Information Delivery Specification, like I said, is a new uh, standard in, in development. It's currently in development by Building Smart, and uh, it's all about delivering BIM requirements, right? So traditionally, these BIM requirements are shared in spreadsheets, PDFs, you know, definitely not computer-readable formats, and with IDS is now bringing a format that will be, you know, able to be read by a software, which means that these requirements are now able to be applied to the model. So you can deliver your requirements. They can be, so of course, BIMCOLA recognizes the value of IDS. So we are also participating and IDS will be able to be read through BIMCOLAB. So you can share the requirements in the BIM Callup Cloud. You can view them and apply them through BCF managers. And then finally, you can check that the right requirements have been delivered in BIM Callup Zoom. So IDS is a new thing coming, but something that I think will be of great help to the process. What do you think? I have no doubt. Like it's going to speed up a lot the checking process. And this is going to be golden for all the involved parts for checking metadata. It's, I'm very thrilled about this. I think I can't wait for it. But how deep, how far have you come with implementing this in BIMCOLAB? Like, is this available for the demo accounts as well, or it's only in the paid? Do you know anything about this? Well, you know, the IDS itself is not ready, right? It's still in development. So, uh, so is our tool as well. So I think we have a beta version and we have presented it in the Building Smart Summit in Rome and you see Menomekas, you know, also presenting. So it's gonna, yeah, it, it's developing together with IDS. At this point, we have nothing for the public, but yeah, stay tuned. I think very soon we will have a version that can be available for the public. Yeah, I think, you know, also I think IDS as any other format that's new or any, any anything that's new to the industry is, is not perfect, right? Because it's also something new. So it will probably develop 
with the industry and so with BIM call-up application of IDS as well. But I definitely think exciting new things. Yeah, I think, you know, not perfect from the beginning does not mean not useful, right? It might not be like 100% compliant or uh, performing, right? But at the same time, you still can save a lot of time. You still can have a much better structure on your project and everything. I'm definitely, I'm quite sure that this will, will save a lot of things. And like you take out human readable error, right? And it will develop, but uh, I don't know, maybe it's the same vibe that it was when BCF came about. I'm not really sure. I found out quite late about BCF, but I like, I have this feeling that is going to change a lot of things. It is going to uh, speed up a lot of uh, things. So much because like when you imagine just the amount of data, right, that has to be like the amount of requirements that have to be delivered and then applied and so on. Yeah, I think it's going to speed it up so much. But also check out BIM Collab, not like to my own horn, but like not only will you, you'll be able to, you know, import the requirements and see them in your models, but also check them with BIM Collab Zoom in automated ways, because it's one thing to deliver the data, you know, to just have to deliver the, deliver the data in the model, but also like to make sure that we're delivering the right data. So that's where Zoom will really help. So yeah, I think as a package, it would be really great. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, amazing news. Can't wait. Like the more tools implement this, the, the better it's going to be for everyone. And I think who is not doing this from the beginning will do it eventually because they will definitely see the value and they will fall behind uh, because people will just uh, flock towards tools that are using this because it's it's a no brainer. So, you know, it, it's, I think it's one, well, it's, um, uh, it's always like, uh, I think we're used to doing like one thing, like for example, we're used to doing traditional ways, right? For example, in BCF, we're used to manually coordinating, right? We're still doing these spreadsheets, we're sending emails and it's such a drag, right? And we know it, we recognize this, but I think because in the same thing with ideas, right? Delivering the requirements, huge task, but because we experience how inefficient it is, the we're used to this process being challenging in a way, right? And so when we think about, oh, we can improve this, our brains, I think, go to a place like, oh no, but this is yet another process, right? Or yet another tool to add. It's like, it's our preconceived feeling because the traditional process is so inefficient. But so I think there's like a little bit of hesitation sometimes to accepting these new workflows. But I think once when you when you have, a, for example, a demo or you see some sort of, yes, you know, short summary of how much more efficient, then I think we really see how quickly people jump boats. So yeah, hopefully same with ideas. This is exactly how I also see things. We as humans are very conservative. We are very not prone to change. We don't really like change, most of us. But at the same time, like what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to do now with ideas is to show you. I will just show you and prove to you that is working. I will not just blab, talk out and so on. You will see it. And when people will see it, they, they will understand the same way that, okay, this does not make sense to not use it. Like it's, it's very, like you are just burning money if you're not using it, it's so simple. I really like your, I should use it as a tagline also for BCF and for IDS. It makes sense for you not to use it, but no, you're very true. Like exactly that. It makes, once when you, when it's, you see it, it makes no sense why you wouldn't make your process better. But um, yeah, so that was a bit about IDS. Um, now maybe yeah, back to our question of open BIM. So we talked a little bit about the closed BIM, but so what is open BIM workflow? How can it look, right? Let's take a look. 
So if you remember this diagram, we just went through the same diagram for the closed BIM workflow. And we said for the coordination to happen, everybody needs to be working for, in the same software or from the same software provider. With open BIM, it doesn't matter which authoring tools you are using. You have the freedom to choose your preferred tool and provider. So, you know, model A, model B, model C, they can all be from different softwares because they can be exported to IFC, which can also be imported by most leading BIM tools. And then, you know, just as in the closed work, closed workflow, once when we export into IFC, we have an easy way to just share them, create a federated model. And after checking the model, we will then again have, you know, like I said before, like any way of checking clash detection and so on. But one way or the other, we will find some issues that we will want to report back to our modelers. So in this workflow, when we talk about not doing manual coordination, but using BCF file exchange, we have a much more efficient way, like I said, to exchange these problems between the BIM coordinators, for example, the model checkers and the model authoring teams. So a BCF, each file, each, yeah, each BCF represents one issue. And that issue can then, like I said, easily be shared between most tools, between different softwares, through add-ons, which are called BCF managers. So with BCF, you are able to raise an issue directly in the model in your preferred BIM tool. Um, and as you see here on the screen, the same viewpoint is then shared to all these other numerous softwares. So the combinations are endless, right? From uh, Archicad to Revit, Navisworks to Revit, Revit to Celebri and so on. So, you know, spanning software, spanning providers and so on. And so you can see how this process, as we were just saying, saves, you know, hours of work compared to the manual process where you have to do this through emails and spreadsheets and you have to manually update them and so on. While here, you know, the issues are easily updated together with the model. I do just want to take a step back and of course say that I'm just using this as an example. So using example of using the BCF coordination in the open BIM workflow, you can of course use the same BCF coordination even in the closed BIM workflow. So, you know, even if you are using using in the same tool, you can, of course, create BCF files and then exchange them between the same tool. So there is no, this is just an example that I've used uh, in this. But so OpenBIM applies as well to the closed BIM workflow, be it Revit, be it Archicad, Tecla, and so on. You can always exchange in the closed workflow as well. So this diagram, again, reminds us that, you know, in the OpenBIM workflow, you can be using any tool, creating your models, exporting them to IFC to exchange easily models between each other and create a federated model. And then when you find coordination that you want to share and through BCF, you are again easily sharing across all these uh, different tools. So if we now take a quick look at the summary of maybe the open BIM workflow, again, the different models from different disciplines are created in these various tools. From these tools, they are then through IFC created in a federated model then they are checked usually in tools like Zoom, Navisworks, or Celebri. And through BCF managers, you have an easy way again to assign them back to the modelers and the modeling tools like Revit, Archicad, and so on. These are then resolved, approved, closed, and so on. And this process keeps repeating. So you see here, we are not talking about 
any sort of email, any sort of screenshot, nothing like that. You have a one communication channel that you're using throughout your project where all of your communication is focused, all the issues, all the history, everything is documented in this one communication channel. So, you know, you have a single source of truth throughout the project. Um, so, you know, just, just like a quick recap of OpenBIM, it's clear that there are many, many benefits of OpenBIM, both for in internal teams or large teams, small teams, and so on. But, you know, your team can participate, all of your team can participate in the project co coordination independently of the software they're using. That gives you a freedom to choose a tool that works for you, you know, without worrying, that will you be able to participate on the project coordination? You know, also, all of your project commentary is always centralized through BIM Collab, like I said, in one data. You have ways through BCF to easily exchange your issues. You are working more efficiently. Your issues are always up to date. You can see the latest changes and so on and so on. So BIM Collab. This is how BIM Collab participates uh, in the Open BIM workflow, and this is how BIM Collab can help you get to this, you know, easier way of working. So maybe I can do a quick demonstration here, just to kind of run you through some of our ecosystem. So the first thing is here in the web browser. This is our BIM Collab cloud. Um, this is where you uh, host your users and host your projects. So once when you have through this example project, so once when you start a project. Project. What you're able to do in the project settings, of course, is first of all, create your project team. So able to invite your team members to participate in BIM Collab. And this way you're ensuring that you have, you know, your selected group and you can manage their access and so on. And um, once then you set up uh, these values, you kind of have the basics of your project going and you can start adding your issues, right? So the issues even though they're added from different BIM tools, which I'll show you in a second, they're always synchronized and visible here in the BIM Collab Cloud. So through BIM Collab Cloud, which is your central data library, you're synchronizing all of your communication. And this is, yeah, where you can manage and see your issues. Now, let's say just for a quick demo, for example, we can go to BIM Collab Zoom. So we are at a part where like our models have been modeled and the IFCs have been shared, and we now want to create a federated uh, file uh, yeah, in a tool like BIM Collab Zoom. So the first thing I want to do is I want to connect to our project. So when I open our project here and you know have our models federated here, oh, by the way, in Zoom, even in the free version, you can create, you can open an unlimited number of IFC files and easily create a federated model. So once when I have my model here, I have to do checkings. Maybe as a quick example, we can do a clash test. So you see here, I have a walls versus slab test, which I just ran here on the screen. I have my results highlighted in red. I also have my results, you know, visible as clashes here. And this is what I was saying before in a in a kind of manual coordination workflow. This is where you are you're presented with a challenge, right? You have found your problems, but you don't have an efficient way to to communicate them with the modelers. Here with Zoom and also again in Navisworks and Solibri through BCF managers, you have a really easy way. You can, for example, multi-select and actually batch import multiple clashes straight to issues. So name here. 
I can then assign it back to our modelers, right? I can give them a deadline that they have to resolve this issue by, and then I can set up all of the good issue properties that help me track these clashes and click generate. And you see here with just a few clicks, after finding my results, my clashes are getting reported to issues. Okay, so yeah, so we see here uh, in a few clicks, our clashes have been reported to issues, right? So if I double click on my issues, they take me to the same viewpoints as the clashes. So what I have to, you know, all I have to do now is click synchronize and with just one simple click through BIM Collab, all of my issues are now shared across the team, including, like I said, to the modelers. So for example, here in Revit as a modeler, what I can do is again, connect to my project that we have created and we see the issues that we have added imported right here. So if I double click on any of the issues, so yeah, you can see, you know, that it opens to the same viewpoint and I can quickly, if I have, you know, I can quickly see through the description and so on, what needs to be done. I can quickly fix my model, update my issue, you know, add a new viewpoint, communicate what has been resolved, even notify my managers, whoever I need to notify, change the status of an issue. And, you know, this simply again, to synchronize, I am communicating back and forth through the comments under each issue and I go back to collab where I see my issues. Okay. Yeah. So share with everybody on the team and in the in each issue of course i have the whole issue history everything that has been updated everything everything is recorded there so you have a full audit trail and you know everything a nice history so yeah that was a quick demonstration of the bim collab issue uh, management part i did want to take to highlight some of the uh, open bim user cases from our clients that have been using bim collab and you know open them in an interesting way so here i have as a First example is an engineering company example. It's Dr. Bourne and Dr. Irmo. And I've tried here to do a little, um, you know, to make it interesting to go through different countries and different, in different industries. So as engineers here, they uh, are an engineering company with six different locations in Germany and over 300 employees. And they're a great example of um, applying an open BIM workflow and also applying an entire BIM collab ecosystem and also, you know, with great enthusiasm. So they were kind enough to share their method with us. So you had see the diagram here on the screen. And I, what I think is specifically interesting here is that what we see is that the BCF standard is used both for the model-based and for the non-model-based communication within the teams. So we see here on the left that, of course, they're, you know, they're starting site surveying, um, which has also been called up integrates with many site surveying apps. Then they, of course, use it for 3D models, engineering, designing tools, and so on. So, of course, we integrate there with BCF managers. But then what we also see, in addition to these tools, is that they also recognize the advantage of BCF for the, the BCF meta, you know, database with the other teams, like for example, the cost planning teams, the time management teams and so on, and also including the authorities, clients, constructors, operators of technical facilities and so on. So here, you know, they have a way to improve their planning process, the cost management process and so on. And they found a way to do all of this through BCF as well.
So I thought that was something that's really interesting. And I also good to mention that, you know, they they chose to go for our enterprise plan where they have 150 subscribers and eight Zoom licenses. So they have access to issue management, but they also use our CD model integration so that all these different teams, wherever they are in the world, you know, on site, wherever, they can view the models in the browser through the integration with CDEs. They, they through the enterprise plan, and they also through sharing BIM Collab Zoom, even the free version, they share it with all of their members so that everybody can open the federated model, but they have ways to then share BIM requirements across the entire project. So that's also really great through our graphs and statistics and also Power BI, they have ways to project manage and track process project on a high level, right? And analyze the data and so on. That was just, you know, a quick highlight of their process. We also have another example, which is NCC. NCC is a leading construction company in the Nordics. So uh, they have started a multi-contract year with BIM Collab, and they're moving forward with a company-wise rollout of BIM Collab for all of their projects. So what's really interesting here is that they are using not just BIM Collab issue management, which of course is great, but they're also applying BIM Collab Zoom as a model validation tool across their projects and their teams to ensure model quality at every step of development, engineering, construction, you know, on all of their projects and their clients. With Zoom, they have access to smart views to check the data on their models, clash detection to, of course, check the geometry of the models, smart properties to customize the data on their projects, and of course, lists to get quantities and data takeoffs from their projects. So just wanted to highlight them, uh, you know, as a construction company who understands the value of the model quality across the company, across the faces, or across the departments, right? So that's something that's cool. And finally, I can cannot not mention our architects. Uh, here, for example, we have the Zaha Hadid architects that have used BIM Collab in their project for the for Nebu station. So Zaha Hadid architects are working together with the Oslo-based A-Lab, I believe, uh, for the design of the two new stations for this new metro line. And so What's interesting, they specifically have been using the manual coordination workflow before this project and um, started with BIM Collab in early phase, early stages of the design and really emphasized how without BIM Collab, they would just, in a traditional way, they literally would be swamped with issues and they would have significantly more difficult and time and time consuming process. So just highlighting them as somebody who, you know, very early understood the value of adding BCF to their Workflows. So yeah, just for the sake of time to keep the kind of briefly, just wanted to give examples of you know different industries using BIM Collab in different ways. Also, just to summarize, just to kind of give a brief closing, if you of course are interested in trying BIM Collab and would like to learn more about general BCF coordination, you can always get in touch with us or schedule a one-on-one -on -one free demo meeting with one of our consultants. Just simply shoot us an email. And um, yeah, that was that was my demonstration. This is my talk. Thank you very much. It's really cool to see this kind of workflow, of course, which personally I'm very familiar with, but it's very nice to be able to share this with other people. And I'm very, very eager for the ideas part, especially. So I'm really glad to see that BIM Collab is trying to implement as quick as possible. I guess you learned something from BCF and uh, you just do the same thing with ideas. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think just like idea, if you said like IDS is starting and we have to educate teams and so on, it's just awareness, right? While BCF has, of course, been for much longer time on the market, there's so much more space in spreading it. So I think it's yeah always an important topic. Yeah. Definitely. Amazing, Bayana. And we stay in touch. Yes, IDS is our next topic. Yes, I can't wait for that, actually. Yeah, let's do a new, uh, closer look at the IDS in the future after you launch this. Absolutely, that'd be great. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Petru. Keep in touch. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.